Uh, what I want to do in just 10 minutes is hopefully you've gotten a lot of ideas in the last couple of days. And I really want to say, what's next? Okay, so here are a half dozen things that as you think about what's next. Um, number one, you want to capture the ideas you've gotten this week. Okay? Now, uh, what I always say is when I go to a conference is if I get one good idea, it was worth it. Because the power of a great idea to drive change and improvement is amazing. And, but the thing is, is you never know which idea is going to be the great idea. Okay? So you've got to spend time capturing a lot of them. And so uh, hopefully you've uh, picked up a few ideas here and there, but you should get with your teams and create a list of all of the ideas that you're walking out of this week with, okay? That's number one. Number two, you should generate more ideas. And when I'm trying to generate ideas, I want to ask three questions. Question number one, what are we doing that we should keep doing? Okay? What are we doing that is honoring to God, that is producing fruit, that is leading to transformation, okay? you want to keep doing those things. And you want to affirm the people that are doing those things. Okay? Question number two, what are, we needing, what, what are we doing right now that we need to stop doing? Now, this is hard for churches. Churches find it very difficult to stop doing things. But that's where you get the energy and the resources to funnel towards new initiatives. And so you can look at certain things you're doing and you can say, you know what, that is no longer bearing fruit. We are going to stop doing it. And then the last question is, is, what is one thing, just one, that you're not doing now that if you started to do would make the biggest single difference in your ministry? Okay? And lock down on that. And so if you take the ideas you've gotten from this conference and you add those three questions to them, hopefully you'll generate a page of good ideas. And then what I would say is the next step is you've got to prioritize those ideas. Now, one of the things that I've become semi-famous for at Watermark is, is you know, certain phrases. And you know when a phrase is sinking into your organization when people begin to mock you for that idea, okay? So one of my favorite ideas is any idea in isolation is always a good idea. And, um, and so, uh, to give you an example of that, several years ago, someone came to me and said, Watermark should start a ministry for the deaf. Okay? Now, how can you be against that idea? I mean, like, do you hate deaf people that you're not willing to start that? But the, the wrong question is, is it a good idea? The right question is, is how would I prioritize that idea along with all of the other good ideas I have? And so I want to give you a, a framework that we use around here to prioritize our good ideas. And it, it's just a two by two. And so on this vertical axis is just simply the question, if we implement this idea, what impact will it have? And so down here is it'll have a low impact. And up here, it will have a high impact. Okay, so, you, so get that in your mind. And then on, so this is just impact. Let's see if I can write that in. There we go. Second. Then on the horizontal axis, you want to ask yourself, okay, how much will this idea cost? And when I say cost, it could be money, it could be time, it could be emotional energy. And so down here, you want to say the cost is low at this end. Over here, the cost is high. 
And what you've done now is you've created a grid that has four squares in it. And you want to take all of your ideas and you want to put them in one of these four boxes based on whether it's high or low impact and high or low cost. Is everybody with me? Okay. Now, if you do this with a team, which is a good way to do this, what you will immediately discover is not everyone agrees. Okay? And so some people will say, this idea is going to have a low cost. And other people are like, are you crazy? If we do that, we just signed ourselves up for a year of pain. Or correspondingly, they'll argue over what kind of potential impact will it have, low or high. And what I would tell you is, is I think when you are um, in the process of coming up with and driving new ideas home, getting agreement on the front end is one of the single most important things you can do. Because you've got to have everyone pulling in the same direction. And so going through this exercise with a team, someone will go, that's a, that's a high impact idea. And someone else will go, no, 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 that's a low impact idea. Okay, great, let's talk about that. And so when you're done with that process, you will have ideas in each of these four boxes. Okay, now what do you do? Which box do we start on? Does anybody want to hazard a guess? Okay, this is the low proverbial hanging fruit. Okay, you want to start with ideas that are low cost and high impact. Okay, and what you do when you do that is you get momentum. And a lot of times when you're driving change in a church, you need to create momentum. And so by tackling these high value, low cost items, that's the way you do it. And if you're smart, you'll pick out just a couple at a time and drive those through to completion, and then you'll pick up a couple more, okay? That is how you create momentum, and that is how you generate trust, which enables you to do more things, okay? Now, the second box you wanna tackle is the high cost, high impact. And you wanna ask yourself, how do I break that down so that it lowers the cost? So if I can break it down in a series of three or four pieces, I'll bring down the cost and I'll attack them one at a time. There, is everybody with me? Okay, so that's the way you then wanna implement your ideas. And if you can do those things, right, if you, if, you, if you capture ideas, if you generate more ideas, if you prioritize them, and then you go after the highest priority ones, that's how you drive change and improvement in an organization. Okay? Now I just wanna say two more things. Number one, um, in, in the church, Average leaders think programs first. Great leaders think values first. Okay? And here's what I mean by that. Let's just say that you were at Watermark and you decided Watermark as a church was lousy at evangelism. In fact, you could look back and over the last three years, you don't know of anybody who's come to Christ at Watermark Community Church. And you're now in charge of addressing that problem. Okay. An average leader is going to say, we need a program to teach people how to share their faith. And if we can bring in Alpha or Evangelism Explosion or you name your favorite evangelism program, that's going to make all the difference. Now, a smart leader is going to say, you know what? Our problem is not that people don't know how to share their faith. Our problem is a values problem. And that is, is we don't grasp at our heart that the person sitting next to us or next door or in the next office over, if they don't know Jesus, it is not going to go well for their soul. And if we can help people to internalize that value, 
Now we've got their motivation and their interest. Okay? Now I can bring along a program beside it to help out. But it's not the program that drives the change. It's the value. So when you go home, you want to think values first. What are the values of having a solid marriage ministry? And how do I work on those so that when I begin to implement programs, they're, they're going to be received well and drive change? Okay, is everybody on board with that? And then this is the final thing. And that is, is if you said to me, you have got one thing to do to improve an organization or to improve a ministry, I would say focus on the leadership. It's all about leadership. And if we have the right people in the right spots in our organizations, 80% of our management headaches just went away. And so we want to focus um, very, uh, focus first on how do I build, recruit, and develop leaders. And if I can do those things, then everything gets exponentially easier. And so when we have new ideas at Watermark, a lot of times somebody will come up with a new idea and I'll go, okay, that's a great idea, but you already have a job, so who's going to lead this one? And that's where we start. And one of the things that we will not do is start a ministry until God raises up a leader. And that is just flat out biblical. Because as you look through the Old Testament and the New Testament, that's always where anything starts, is God raises up a leader and then works through them. Okay? So those are a half dozen things that as you walk away, that will help you to take what you've heard today and apply them in your churches. Okay? Great. Let me, let me pray for us real quick. Father, thank you so much for the power of great ideas. And we know that all ideas are from you. And we pray that as we go home, you would give us the wisdom to know um, which ideas to focus on. And Lord, that only comes from you because we know you are the God of surprises. And I pray that you would give us wisdom and discernment and courage and favor um, that we might make things better for your kingdom. In your name, amen.